0: Well, praise the Lord and God bless you this evening and welcome to the Tabernacle Deliverance Sunday evening service. I'm Pastor Wells and I'm excited about being here tonight, today, this afternoon, because I'm excited for us, with us, through us, and in the midst of us, regardless, as I always say, of what's going on in the world, there's a whole lot of stuff going on in the world, as we all already know. That's interesting. Well, today is an exciting day, another day's journey. We used to sing a song. It's another day's journey and I'm so glad. It's another day's journey and I'm so glad. So glad. You know why? Because they were saying there was another day's journey that the Lord brought them, you know? And um, there's a little harmony sing another song they used to sing. Um, oh, my goodness. Uh, I'll give Pump back to another time. I hear it in my head, but I can't get out of my mouth tonight. Anyway, get your Bibles tonight. Bow your head for one moment. Amen. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we come before you and on behalf of those here that are with us this evening, those that are be watching by the ways of the television broadcast, listen, podcast, or however they may watching or listening to this broadcast today. I ask that you touch every liberal soul and meet the needs in their lives. I bind the hand of the strong man and rebuke him from hindering them from receiving the word of God as you touch it from the crown of their heads to the soles of their feet. Save, deliver, and make free today. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, it is another day's journey. And I am so glad. All right, tonight I want to talk to you about a hot hot hot. no, this is a really hot topic really really really. This is a hot topic. Everybody deals with this topic. Everybody, everybody say it doesn't say Russian, Chinese, uh Hebrew, Greek, uh, whatever you may be. Every, every everybody, everybody, everybody. Trust me, everybody deals with it. And what is it? It's temptation. Everybody deals with temptation. Temptation is a gigantic word. I know it may say one thing in a dictionary, but it's really a giant Because temptation deals with so many areas in life. Not one. Temptation doesn't regard the race you are your family legacy, your uh, 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 physical ability, your handicap. Temptation doesn't regard nobody. Temptation doesn't regard no one. That's something to think about. Temptation doesn't regard a single soul, never has and never will. Don't regard nobody. That's something to think about. Temptation doesn't regard you, me, or nobody else. Temptation regards no man. Somebody say, I've never been tempted. They're lying. Why? Because there's all types of temptation. All types of temptation. So, um, people get the idea temptation means just a Commit adultery, or fornicate, homosexuality, or whatever. That's not temptation. Temptation is temptation. That's why the scriptures say, mean, it it's not the temptation, is but deliver us from evil, and by dying in the kingdom and the glory of heaven. Amen. However, let's talk about temptation. Go to with me to Hebrews chapter 3 and verse 8. Let's talk about actual temptation, real temptation. Hebrews chapter 3, verse 8 says, listen to this, listen to this. Harden not your hearts as in, in provocation, as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. i read it again. Harden not your heart as in provocation in the day of temptation in the wilderness. Temptation been around, beloved, it ain't new. it didn't just start yesterday when you were born. Temptation been around. Temptation been around. Don't believe me? Read about read about Adam and Eve. Eve was tempted to go take a bite of the fruit. Now we don't know if it was an apple, banana. Oh, no. I wasn't there. I don't know what fruit was in the garden. I know everybody running around trying to assume they know, and they really don't. But the thing here is, this scripture here talks about what, to, what took place when the children of Israel came out of Egypt. Did you hear what I said? This is when the children of Israel came out of Egypt. And he reads that follow. Harden not your heart as in the provocation, in the day of temptation in the wilderness, when they tempted God. You see, whether or not he could provide for them, he already provided stuff for them. He already provided fire by night by to protect them. Oh, it just goes on and on and on. God fed him with manna from our heart. It just went on and on. The more God did, the more God, oh my goodness, the more God was tempted by them. Notice I didn't say God tempted them. They ain't tempting God. They kept on doing what they were doing. They kept on tempting God. Oh, can God do this? Can God do that? Can God give me this? Can God do that? So God got him and simply said, I tell you what, you turkeys are going to drop dead in the wilderness. You're going to die in the wilderness. You're not going to my promised land. You are not going to my promised land because you're going to go in my promised land that I promised the people. That obey me. You guys don't obey me at all. Y'all just do do and tempt me and tempt me and tempt me and test me and try me. I don't care what I do for you. You're going to keep on doing this. And you're not going to live right. You're not going to walk before me. You're not going to talk for me. You're not going to live for me. What you're going to do? You're just going to keep on tempting me. Can God provide a table in the wilderness? That's what they, that was their thoughts. Can God provide a table in the wilderness? Can God do this? Can God do that? Can God? And that's us. We can sing that song. Can God do this? Can God do that? Can God do this? Can God do that? That's how we are today. We're never satisfied Amen. with what God does. I don't care what God does for us today. We're never, ever, ever, ever satisfied at what God does. Did you hear me? We're never satisfied at what God do. God can give you a million dollars, tomorrow you're going to ask for another. Well, if you gave me a million, why don't you give me another? Well, if you gave me two million, why don't you give me another? I know you could do it. But for what purpose? That's that's the thing. The children of Israel, they kept tempting God. They did not have a purpose. There wasn't a need. There wasn't a necessity. They just wanted to tempt God to see what he could do. No, no, you haven't done all kinds of things. And that's us today. God bring you out of darkness into a marvelous light. You're going to tempt him. You're going to go back to your mess. And then expect God to keep pulling you out. The Bible says, as you see the light, walk therein. But no. You're going to see the marvelous light of God and you're going to start doing your own thing. And here's what's going to happen. The Bible said he'll cut you off after a while. I know that everybody running around saying God is love. And then they say he that loveth he that loveth is of God and he that loveth not of God. Yeah, the Bible does say that. God is love. God is also a God of judgment. God is also a righteous judge. God is also a righteous and godly God. He said, being holy for I am holy. Oh, come on people, peace, follow, oh, all man in holiness without, ain't nobody going to see the Lord. Temptation. They provoked God, they kept trying to tempt him. I don't know if they thought God was stupid or something or he didn't have no brain or I mean, come on. We want God to do all this stuff for us. We want God to work miracles. We want God to do uh, salvation. We want God to give us deliverance. We want God to supply us with money. We want God to supply us with food. We want God to supply us with toilet paper. <laughs> you notice I said toilet paper, right? You know why? Because people never feel. They never stop eating, and they're always in the bathroom. Oh, God, I need some more toilet paper. Stop eating all day long. You won't be in the bathroom all day long. Stop eating all that stuff. Don't agree with you. Hello? They say, Oh, that's wrong for you to say. That's how they treated God like toilet paper. They tempted him and constantly tempted him, and we do the same thing with the gag today, and we provoke <coughs> God. You gotta be careful that you don't provoke God to anger towards you with your actions and your deeds. I'm serious. You gotta make sure that you don't provoke God with your actions and your deeds, so He cut you off from the land that are living. I'm serious. You could be yet alive and yet dead, so you gotta be careful. You gotta be careful that you don't cause God to cut you off because of your actions and your deeds. Let's move on. Let's go now. Let's go to Matthew chapter 26 and then verse 41. We're talking about temptation. Oh, it's a hot topic. Hot topic. Uh, oh, it's hot for some people because some people oh, I never been tempted. You don't have to worry about me. Well, you know why you don't have to worry about them? Because they're tempted all the time. They just don't know the difference. <laughs> they say, I ain't never been tempted to do that. I never been tempted to do this. And I never, but you've been tempted. Matthew chapter 26 and verse 41 says this. Look what it says, look what it says, King James verse. Watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation, the spirit is indeed willing, but the flesh is yum yum weak. Okay, let's look at it again. Watch and pray That ye enter not into temptation. The spirit is indeed willing, but the flesh is weak. What did the scripture just tell us to do? What did the Lord just tell us to do? This is the Lord speaking here. He said to watch with your eyes. Notice he said watch. Notice he said pray. Now here's the big thing here that God is trying to get us to understand. He told us to watch, watch around, watch, and pray while we're watching. Why? Why will God tell us to watch and pray when everybody thinks we just get on our knees and close our eyes and pray? Why would the Lord tell us himself to watch and pray? Why everybody else saying, get on your knees and close your eyes and call on God. The reason why the Lord said, watch and pray. Because there's so much lust, there's so much temptation to overtake you. He wants you to see what's going on around you. Oh, y'all ain't listening to me today. The Lord wants you to see what's going on around you because He knows there's temptation. He knows that. Why we live in this world. There's always going to be temptation for something. You see $50 on the street. You've seen that man walk by and drop it. But you tempted to go put it, pick it up, and put it in your pocket pocket, instead of giving it back to the man because you've seen him with it. But you're tempted. It's the same thing in a supermarket. I've been through it. I've been through it many times. I've been in a supermarket many times and people dropping money. I gave it back to him. Now, 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 listen to that. I remember one time I was in Macy's. Every now and then, this would happen, not just Macy's. One time it happened in a post office when I was outside the post office. The first time outside of the post office, I was walking by. Oh no, excuse me, I was driving up. And all I do is see all this money blowing all over the, uh, uh, in the parking lot. Nobody in there but me. Oh, there's nobody outside. The post office the door doors closed. And all I see, all this money blowing up. I just got up my, out of my car thinking it just five or ten dollars was $340. I don't know where it came from. No, I wasn't going in the post office, say, here. Somebody dropped this. Because it wasn't dropped, it was blown all over. No, it didn't blow out of the post office. It was just blowing past me as I walked. I just collected. Yeah, there was another time I went Macy. I'm going, coming into Macy's. Now listen to this. This is funny. This is how God worked with me. I'm coming into Macy's and I'm in the bedding department. Under the bed, there's $80, and my eyes spotted just like that. I'm walking in the Macy's, and I see the $80. I thought it was just $20. So I went and picked it up. I said, oh, $80. I go in the supermarket. This is the craziest one. I don't know how he does this. I go in the supermarket. Under, you know, they have the little, uh, uh, those small freezers. And he had the right under. I come in a, I come in a supermarket, walk by, and right under the little metal part of the thing, there's twenty dollars underneath on the floor. I just collected the twenty dollars. It was nobody say, oh, so and so dropped just now. No, no, no. There was nobody there. It's a difference when you see somebody drop this money. Don't tell me you see somebody drop twenty or fifty dollars out the cash register. You actually see them drop this money, and you're gonna pick it up and say the Lord bless you. That's not a blessing, you're stealing the person's money. Amen. You're stealing their money. That's the tell you, you're being tempted to take it. Why do you see the person there? The Bible says, I just see the light, walk there in. You know that that person dropped that money, give them back their money. Oh, the Lord bless me. Little keep it, why to find this. What is it? Losers keepers, Lose finders. Losers weepers, finders keepers. Lose find keepers. That's what they used to say. I don't know if y'all still live, but I thought he said without. But this scripture here tells us to pray, to watch with our eyes, watch with your understanding, and pray that she enter not into temptation. The Bible tells us the spirit and man is willing to do right. Your spirit is willing to do right, but your flesh that you live in. <laughs> oh, y'all yeah, don't know about that one, right? Oh, that fleshy y'all see that five women walking by, brother. You gonna take a look? Ooh. And the women doing the same thing. Oh, man, look at that good. He's a six-pack. Ooh, look at that smooth face. Yeah. Temptation. But we have to pray. We have to watch with understanding. Don't be a fool. I went out to a family function last night, and there was an individual there. I was just looking at her. I couldn't believe she came in dressed like that. I was... (laughs) What's wrong with this woman? She had a good time, though, I guess. I guess. Now, if somebody would have came and said to her something way off, she would have felt offended. She probably would have tried to smack him. But the truth is, she would have brought it on herself. Don't invite trouble. Stop inviting trouble. Temptation. Temptation is always there, but also when you are alone. Temptation is always there for you to do wrong. Also when you're by yourself. What I mean by yourself, that those that know you, but you're around people that know you, you can do whatever you want, because they don't know you, unless they find out who you are. Like many bishops got caught in casinos, <laughs> Oh, I could go on. And then they got a lie their way out of their mess. The Bible says here that the spirit of man is willing to do right, but the flesh will always be weak. That's why you got to know who's leading. That's why you got to know if your flesh is leading you. You got to know if God is leading you. I'm telling you. The Bible says that many have are led by the Spirit of God. They are the sons of God. You need to be led by God and not your flesh. Ah. You need to be led by God and not by your flesh. Temptation. No man is above temptation. I don't care what, no, how holy a person looks. I don't care the big giant hat, staff, and all that in their hand that they carry. No man is above temptation. No woman is above temptation. You ain't never going to psych me with that. Everybody is subject to temptation. But it's what we do when we're tempted. What you do and how you respond when you are temptation to take a drink. When your temptation to fornicate or commit adultery, it's what you do. They'll bring the results in. How you live is what dictates to that temptation. What kind of spiritual life you have dictates to that temptation. It tells that temptation what you're going to do. If you have a shabby Christian walk, you're going to yield easy. If you got a 10-cent salvation... Oh, what's a 10 cent salvation? You're just claiming it, haven't received it. Oh, I'm saved. Saved them what? You're doing what I'm doing. That's what they say. I tell you, a lot of people mess up because they're saying with their mouths I'm saved. But in their live action, it's 100% opposite. It's just the truth. People get offended when I cheat this, but the life you live actually speaks for you louder than all the words you ever say with your mouth. Ain't a soul can spot my life. Not a soul. Not my wife, not my mama, not my brother. Ain't nobody can spot my life. Am I bragging? Yes. I'm bragging because I made up in my mind I'm going to serve God. When I'm with somebody and when I'm not. I never understood what my pastor he used to always say that ain't nobody could spot my life for twenty six years. I didn't know what he was talking about. I just been saving a little bit. I didn't know what he was talking about. I know now. He knew that he was living what he saying, and he preached what he was living. Yeah. He knew what he was living. Yeah, nobody had to worry about it. no people. Used to follow him around. They must. I guess they got bored after a while of following him around. because They better go just go home, go get some meat or whatever. I'm the same way. Y'all want to follow me around. That's what I'm following me around, that's all people. Y'all going to really be bored. Don't waste your money on a detective following me. You're really going to be bored. You're going to just blow your money. This guy don't do nothing. Don't go nowhere. You sure you got the right guy? This is he. This guy's a total (laughs) bore. Temptation. Let's move on. Let's go to Luke 22 and 40. Luke chapter 22 and 40. Look at that verse, Luke 22 and 40. And the scripture says, And when he was at that place, whoa, whoa, excuse me, and when he was at the place, he said unto them, Pray. That ye enter not into temptation. I'ma say it again. And when he was at that at the place, he said unto them, pray. This is Jesus. This is Jesus talking. Pray that ye enter not into temptation. Pray. Uh, <clears throat> listen to this. The Bible tells us. Listen, listen to the scripture. I don't know if of my light it look like it's going down every five seconds. I don't. Okay, the Bible says, "In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your path." I'll say it again. The Bible says, "In all thy ways acknowledge God, and he will direct your path." Now look at the scripture. Verse 40 says, and when he was at the place, he said unto them, pray that ye enter not into temptation. This is something you got to do. He said to pray that you enter not into temptation. Now listen to this. Everywhere people want you to go is not for you to go. Every, every revival, people want you to come preach It's not for you to go because the God of this, the, excuse me, the God of heaven, not the God of this world, the God of heaven, huh? he forbid the apostles to go into a city to preach. The Holy Ghost told them not to go. Amen. Oh, y'all hear me? Everywhere you want to go. My brother used to tell me that all the time. Everywhere you want to go is not where God wants you to go. I used to tell him he don't know what he's talking about. That's what I used to say to myself. You don't know what he's talking about. Then when I see that scripture, it says that the Holy Ghost forbid the apostles to go into that city. God don't want you to go everywhere. Amen. I said, God doesn't want you to go everywhere. God doesn't want you to be around everybody that's saying they're safe. Oh, y'all hear me today? God doesn't want you to be around everybody running around saying they're safe, because everybody's not safe. Everybody's not walking with God. Everybody's not talking with God. Everybody's not living for God. Everybody's not serving God. Amen. Pray that you enter not into temptation, but you got to acknowledge him in all your ways so he can direct your path so you don't go into temptation. You know what? The Bible says here's another scripture the Lord brought to me about what what this temptation issue is. The Bible said, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Did you hear what I said? God's people are destroyed through temptation, through a lack of knowledge of what he has to say, of what his word is saying, what his word is saying to you. And God's voice through his word. He said, why call me, Lord, and do not the things that I say do? My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge of what's going on around you not just what the scripture says but a lack of knowledge of what's going on around you so you will not into temptation a lot of young women wind up pregnant and raped and worse that say they were saved and they love god but they wind up in the wrong place because they did not have the knowledge of the holy of what holy women do and where they go A lot of women have gotten raped because they were drunk. Murdered because they were drunk. A woman, some friend that got drunk or whatever. The devil wants to take advantage of everybody. He don't care about you. Uh, yeah. Oh The people don't understand how the devil works. He does not care about humans. I don't care how much money you got. I don't care how good you look. He doesn't care. I don't care what your race is. The devil has never cared about humans. He ain't never cared about us, and he never will. Why? You want me to tell you why? It's simple. He can never, ever go stand before God's presence daily. You can't do that. Somebody said, well, uh, the Bible said when the sons of God came together, the devil sneaked in. Yes, he did. The Lord already knew he was there. That's why he asked him, what you doing here? When the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, he came. Oh, instantly everybody knew who he was. I'm a what you doing here, Satan. Oh, I was walking up and down to and from seeing whom I may devour. Go read your scripture. I'm not dumb. Go read your scripture. He can never get that to eternally stand before God and be the angel of light no more, the angel of music no more. He can't do that. He lost out eternally. He knows it, but you don't. The Bible says we're not ignorant of Satan's devices, but the only way we're going to know his devices is to allow God to teach us them through his word. And then we're going have to be ignorant. No, we're not really ignorant not being willingly ignorant of what's going on around us. Let me pray for the broadcast. Father, in Jesus' name, I just touch every liberal soul. Watch this broadcast right now and meet the needs of their lives. By the hand of the enemy, I claim victory in their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen. You can live for God. You're going to go through temptation. It's just reality. It's no mystery. The enemy even treats people. Listen to me. The enemy tricks so many people because they're being tempted. But you gotta understand something. No man is above temptation. Nobody, Jesus wasn't above temptation. So who are you? You are you, the Lord. Oh, I don't know why people don't understand this. All right, let's 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 go back real quick. In the beginning of time. <clears throat> when the children of Israel were brought out of Egypt, they tempted God. Later down in time, after Christ Jesus was born, Satan tempted him. are oh, y'all hear me? Temptation is not new. It may be new for you. Amen. It may be new for you. but temptation is a new. So a lot of people get twisted up and discouraged when they're tempted. But the Bible makes a plain: Pray that you're not into temptation. Watch and pray. And this is something interesting. No man is above temptation. Everybody's going to be tempted with somebody. I don't know what you're going to be tempted with. That's not my business. What you're going to be tempted by is not my business. It's my business to pray that you come out successfully. Now, what you go, not just you're gonna be tempted, could everybody gonna be tempted with something different? Everyone not robots. We're all gonna be tempted with something. Everybody's gonna be tempted with something. I don't know what that something is gonna be. Let's move on. Let's go to Luke 4 and 3 now. Luke 4 and 3. Let's talk a little bit more about temptation. Oh yeah, y'all, those people that run around talking about um, uh, <clears throat> a positive, being a, a living positive, positive thinking, I think they call it. They never think nothing negative. They still gonna go through temptation, don't be deceived. Okay. Luke 4.13 says, look at that verse. And when the devil had ended all the temptation, he departed from him for a season. This is the Lord. I'm going to read it again. When the devil had ended all the temptation, he departed from him for a season. (laughs) Who's that? That's Jesus Christ. He departed from Jesus Christ for a season. After he attempted it. At After he attempted Jesus, he departed for a season. Why? Because he was coming back for some milk. He was going to try and find something else to come tempt the Lord with. That's why. The Lord has that in here so we will understand. Just because you passed that test, that don't mean the devil ain't coming back with something else. That's his job. Y'all getting it twisted. Y'all think that's God's job. God don't run around tempting people. He's never been known to tempt people. I need some more work. He's never been known. I have a bottle in there. He's never been known to tempt people. God don't tempt people, that's the devil. It's a, you're just gonna do God don't tempt people. That's the devil. That's why the devil tempted Jesus and left him for a season, and then he came back with some other mess. Amen. That's why you go through some stuff, all of a sudden it's nice and quiet, and here comes some more. That's how the devil works. <laughs> The Bible said, Know them that labor among you, everybody laboring before God. Everybody's not living before God. You gotta know where the temptation is coming from. You got to know how to abide in God's grace and overcome that temptation. He said, Let my oh my goodness. He said, Abide in me, and let my word abide in you. You can ask what you will. God has grace that's sufficient for you. The thing about this verse is it's really interesting. How how uh, the Lord had said, listen to this. How the Lord had said, this is interesting. How it shows in the Scripture that the devil left the Lord. Did you hear that? He left him for a season. He didn't say he left them permanently. He said he left them for a season. He just packed up and left for a season. Why? Because he know that he can only do so much. That's what we miss. The devil can only do so much to you because God has the last say. This is just interesting. The devil departed from the Lord after attempting him or receiving. This is, this is something we miss. The Lord allows us to learn his ability through what we go through. You see what you talking about? The Lord allows us to know his ability to deliver us through what we go through. That's why you're going to go through something in this life so you can know who God is Amen. and what he's capable of doing. I don't care what the devil is going to try to do, but God has the last say. Amen. Being tempted. What I like about God, and i put it on the what I like about God list. You we know, we all individual and we all gonna go through something different. You may be tempted to buy a pack of cigarettes, and I may be tempted to watch porno. You understand the difference? Porno may not bother you, and cigarettes may not bother me. So the devil gotta find something. What can I get this guy on? Maybe I could get him on stealing. Maybe I could get him on porno. Maybe I could get him lusting after some woman. He's trying to constantly find something to get you to be tempted on. But you got to follow what the scripture says. You got to watch with your eyes and pray. You also got to watch with understanding because the enemy's tripping. The Bible says we're not ignorant of his devices. It's tricky. That's why you've got to watch with understanding. Not just have your eyes open, watch with understanding. My pastor used to walk around the church praying with his eyes open. I used to watch him on the pulpit praying. He'd have the chair face toward the congregation. He's on his knees, but he's watching while he's praying. I never forgot that. But the scriptures are watching pray. Somebody got to be watching. You don't know what the enemy is going to do. You can't trust him. The devil is not one to be trusted. (laughs) And surely you can't trust the liar. (laughs) Oh. Look at that scripture. And when the devil had entered all the temptation, he departed from him for a season. Notice he said when he ended all the temptation, all he had built up to tackle them with. All he had built up to tempt the Lord with had finally ended for a season. Now that the season has begun, now you got to understand something about the Lord. Now that the season has begun, again, he's going to come back with something else. People got this all confused. They think one thing gets saved, they go through a couple of things and everything going to be all right, it's going to be cream. Any preacher that ever told you that is a liar. I had a preacher tell me that when I got saved, everything's going to be all right. <laughs> I don't know where he got that lie from. Everything was not all right, and I'm not going to tell you everything's going to be all right. They should have told me, well, now that you're in Christ, God, Christ Jesus can help you through your life. Everything wasn't all right, beloved. When I got saved, everything wasn't all right. I didn't have nowhere to live. I didn't have no job. I didn't have no money. Everything wasn't all right. Everything wasn't all right. <laughs> I don't tell people, once you get say. everything's going to be all right. No, I say you got Christ Jesus on your side. Everything going to be all right when you make it in. The Bible talks about striving to make it in. Pass all your tests and make it in the glory. Amen. <laughs> it ain't all right just because you got saved. Because the Bible tells you that. The Bible said the devil goes about like a raw lie. Say, whom he made the Bible. So it ain't all right. I know people want to sue people up thinking that they come to church, they're going to be all right. No, it's not. Some people still going to have to fight cancer. Some people are still going to have to fight all kinds of different diseases. And they're going have to have God help them do that. Because ain't something they can't do it. So don't come telling me everything's going to be all right just because you got saved. But that's not true. You obtain eternal life, but you're still living in this world and in this body. You're going to go through something. You're going to have to get to know God for yourself. You're going to have to know how to overcome the temptation that come to you. Well, might as well tell the truth. You're going to have to learn how to overcome the temptation that's your face because everybody going through something different. Oh, yeah. here's another little devil running loose. That homosexual, lesbian spirit, it runs loose and it's more so accepted in society now. You can't call anybody them about a homosexual because they're that. I'm going to tell you what the Bible say. All abominable people are going to be turning into the lake of fire. I already take it up with the living God. Go up to heaven and have a fit and argue with him. See if you make it up there <laughs> first. Okay. I love all gay people. I hate the sin. We all were born in sin. Okay? All of us had some devil running through us. Whether it's a religious spirit, whether it's a lying spirit, whether well, it's a stale spirit or just a crazy spirit or just a plain old sinner. Amen. We all must be born again. All of us must be born again. But those spirits brings about a lot of temptation. You got to watch the TV shows you watch. Now everything got the gay men uh, hooking up together and, and, and the lesbian running loose Then I was watching one show I stopped watching all together Because now it went beyond the gay Now it was, went beyond the regular cougar Now it went into We get married And want we want you to be a part of our marriage So we can sleep with you I'm like what kind of garbage and filth are this <coughs> That's the end of that show And I like the show I was so upset But however I'm not, I don't have to condone that man We gotta be honest, you know, you gotta be honest about what you're watching. Mm -hmm. I mean, you really gotta really start being fine too. You can't become part of the trash. There's much temptation out there to drag and draw people into sin and perversion. We gotta be willing to stand up against that in our own life first. Not running around telling everybody else that it's wrong to be a lesbian. It's wrong to be an adulterer. It's wrong to be a drunk. It's wrong to gamble and so on and so forth. You first have to live that yourself. You got to be able to be living clean from that yourself. You got to be clean yourself. The Bible says, be holy, if I'm holy. Don't run around telling nobody else about being holy from stuff and you ain't. The scripture said, be follow all men and holy himself. No man is going to see the Lord. I don't care who you are. And no man is above temptation. Temptation. Let's move on. Let's go on to Luke 8 and 3 now. And Luke 8 and 3. We're talking about temptation today. Luke 8 and 3. What did I say, Luke 8 and 3? Yeah, it's eight, Luke and 8, 13. I'm sorry, not Luke 8 and 3. Luke 8 and 13 says, now listen to this. this. This verse is very interesting. And they on the rock are they which when they hear and hear receive the word with joy, these have no root. For which, while uh, for a while believe in the time and in the time of temptation, fall away. Let me read again. They on the rock are they which, when they hear, receive the word with joy, and these have no root. For which, for a while believe, and in the time of temptation, they fall away. It's talking about people, talking about temptation. There are many, many, many people. I've done many revivals around the United States. I haven't been blessed to do any on the international side. But just here, doing revivals with big congregations, small congregations, Many people hear the word and boy, the organ is playing and they're all excited. Oh, I'm giving my life to the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. They're jumping up and down, all excited. Their door for a while. Why? The Scripture's telling it right here. They didn't wind up on sand. See? The Bible talk about building houses on sand. These people didn't build their spiritual life on sand, they built it on the rock. Amen. Ah, listen to this. Now everybody talk about rock. Jesus Christ is the rock, the solid rock. Okay. <clears throat> this ain't that rock. I'm just into a water mama. This ain't that rock. The Bible says in this verse. That these people heard the word, received the word with joy. But these are people that both their salvation on a rock. Not in the earth. Isn't that something? They got up on a rock. They're all excited. I don't know if you've seen the movie Independence Day. That's a perfect scenario. In the movie Independence Day, the first one. All the people, when the aliens come on, listen to this. All the people on the room holding up sign, we welcome you down to rock on the top of the building. Little did not know. That was the building that the aliens was going to destroy first. <laughs> <laughs> that was the very building that they were going to destroy first. They were up high, but not in solid earth. They were on the top of a building. And the alien destroyed the building for, that they want. Somebody said, well, I got a bad feeling about this. Why didn't you leave them? One said, oh, we welcome welcoming Are you welcoming somebody you don't know from another planet? That's dumb. You need to be taken out by them. Jesus, the solid rock, I lean on. Why? Because he carries me. In the dark. But the thing here is, because these people built they were they they walk on God on top of a rock and not a foundation in God. When the temptation of the waves came, when the water blew on that rock, they fell off. Amen. Because they had no foundation. You just can't sit on a rock and expect God to hold you. Or the rock to hold you. Do the rock have hands to hold you? No, you just sitting on a rock. Go by the ocean and sit on a rock. And see what happens. When that water starts beating on it, see what happens. First, your legs are going to get wet. And if it's a heavy push, it's going to wipe you off. Because You ain't holding on. you just sit on a rock. And that's how a lot of people have their salvation. They just have rock salvation, nothing solid, just rock salvation. They just sitting on a spiritual rock. And these people sit on a spiritual rock as in this verse, Luke 8 13. They're on that rock. They're excited about hearing the word of God. They're excited about if they actually received the word of God. But when temptation comes, they backslide instantly. Amen. But they ain't got nothing to hold them. Being religious doesn't mean anything. It has no foundation to it. You could go to any church, any organization you want, and become a part. It does not offer eternal life. It does not offer eternal redemption. And these people have received the word, they accepted Christ as their personal savior, but never built a walk with him. Amen. He can't help you. Many people say, Lord, forgive me of my sins. He does. But you gotta go on and say, Lord, come into my heart. and be my Lord, virtual savior, and direct my life. Anybody can repent. I always tell a story about the boy went back in the 50s. There's a story of a young boy. Uh uh his family was very religious. Uh, I don't know if he's Baptist, Baptist Methodist? I don't know. And they didn't believe in going to the movies, so they taught him not to go to the movies. It's a sin to go to the movies. You go to hell for going to the movies. That's what they told him. So him and his friends snuck and went to go to the movies. I don't know. Back in the 50s, they had no crazy stuff like they have today. They don't have the crazy stuff like they have today. There was no new women running, shaking their behind, and like kind of stuff back then. So he snuck and went to the movie. But when he came home, he felt guilty, and he repented before. He repented before his mother said, "I'm sorry, I sinned. I went to the movie." His mother forgave him. However, that's not salvation in the first place. These people in this verse. When the temptation came, they had no idea that they will be tempted. That's the first problem. You got to get into the Bible for yourself and learn what God has to say. Not based on some preacher jumping up and down and shouting to make you feel good. Because the Bible said they felt good with joy, they received the word, but they were on a rock. Amen, amen. They had no foundation. And when temptation and life came, they all backed it out and it happened. Feeling good and receiving the word. Oh, my goodness. Feeling good, receiving a word, and living in the word are different things. Temptation. I'll keep saying. Today, I leave this planet. No man is about temptation, and that includes me. I know all the preachers run around making like they don't be tempted. They're lying to you. They're deceiving you. No man is above temptation. Look at that verse one more time. <clears throat> verse eight thirteen of Luke. And they on the rock are they, which when they hear, receive the word with joy. These have no root, which for a while believe, only a short time. And in time of temptation, they all fall away. They backslide. They run off the road. They can't make it. They can't hold on. They give up. They quit. Why? Because they have no solid foundation. They have no foundation in God's word. Temptation will always come. Understand that. Temptation, I don't care what it is. I don't care what country you live in. You'll always be faced with temptation to do wrong. Temptation to do good don't come around that much. It's always to do wrong. You ever notice that? Let's move on. Let's go to Mark chapter 14. Mark chapter 14. Check your feed. Mark chapter 14. And verse 38. Listen to this. Watch ye and pray. Leash ye into temptation. Now, it takes you another step. The spirit is truly ready, but the flesh is weak. The spirit is truly ready. The spirit is truly ready. Y'all hear me. The spirit is truly ready to do right. He's ready. He's ready. He's ready. Amen. Let's read the rest. But the flesh is weak. Verse 38 again. Watch ye and pray. least ye enter into temptation. The spirit is truly ready. But the flesh is weak. Because we live in this. The example. Y'all see me drinking. Uh, those of you watching, see me drinking a lot of water today. I'm gonna tell you why. I went out in the yard today. Don't laugh, though, of y'all that's watching. Our neighbors have a whole bunch of chickens. I didn't know how many chickens they had. Well, one time I seen two. All right, I chased them out the yard. Today was about five or six big ones in the yard, and the garbage and everything just ripping up everything, ripping everything into shrimps. So I'm chasing them out. I'm serious. I was throwing stuff at them. Uh, so some of them ran out the yard, run on there, and some got stuck in the corner. So I had already knocked on the door, and then the kid came to the door, and then the lady came out. And um, I was telling "Get them, come and get the chickens off the property. I want them off my property now. So you know what she told me? She said, oh, they looking for food. You tell them my garbage looking for food? Why don't you feed them? <laughs> you, I gotta suffer because you don't want to feed your how many other chickens they had. I mean, big, big, juicy chickens if you had your chop chop, them, head up and have some fried chicken. <laughs> now, I'm nice. My wife had already instructed me to behave myself when I went outside because she said, I know you're going to go out there screaming at them and then you what you're going to do, man. And I kept telling her, I was going to tell them, if y'all don't get your chicks, I'm going to chick them. <laughs> but I was nice. I told her, I'm going to call the police. And let them come take and remove them. I was threatening to tell her originally I was gonna tell her I was gonna call an animal, animal cruelty place, but I'd rather call the police, let them come. Okay. So I was running around, throwing things, trying to get the chickens up the problem, and warm myself out. I didn't really eat nothing this much, so I was all worn out when I came back in. The chickens still have lots of juice and energy, and I'm turning around chasing after chicken. Now I don't live on the farm. No, I live in a rural area, but this lady, these people moved next door, got all these chickens. I didn't know they had that many chickens. Y'all want to come and get some chicken? <laughs> but the thing here is temptation to chase after the chickens got me today. And I went after those chickens, Got off the property, throwing stuff at them. Now, not knowing, now listen to this. Not knowing, I didn't really eat anything, but I think I had a cup of tea or something. I drink some aloe or something. I was wearing myself out more, because now I had to clean up all this garbage, boxes, and all this amount And them chickadees were running all over. So the lady finally come and got the last one out. I think it got stopped. And she had to come in the yard to get it out. I'm there bringing all the garbage. Temptation. Uh, trying to get them off the property, had me running around chasing them, throwing things out there. <laughs> it's funny if you see it through the videotape, the, the, the chicken running all over the place. I'm telling them, yelling, get off the property! Like if they cared. They all went and in the spot. It was funny. Uh, and then they left, but they'll probably be back tomorrow. I got to figure out how to deal with that. Okay, but however, it was tempting to go chase after them. Oh yeah. I went chasing after them, running behind them, throwing things at them, knocking myself out, wore myself out. And I want to say this. There's always some type of temptation for us to go through in mm-hmm. life. I don't care what it is, but this financial, physical, cuckoo stuff like I did this morning, we're all going to be tempted with something. But just don't sin in the temptation. It's not a sin to be tempted. It's a sin when you yield to the temptation. I'll say it again. It's not a sin to be tempted. It's a sin when you yield to the temptation. Oh, depending on if it's sinful temptation. <clears throat> All right, let's go to Mark 14 and 38. Watch ye and pray, leash ye into temptation. Your spirit is truly ready to do what's righteous and what's right. But this devious flesh we live in is not. Your flesh does not want to do right. My flesh does not care about going to heaven. It don't care. We want to feel good. Last night, while we were at the family function, everybody else was boogieing and shaking their behind and having a good time. I just sat there, drank some Sprite soda, uh, but ate some nice food. And just out there relax. I don't have to do what they do. You see, you got to understand something about temptation. Yeah, you may be tempted, oh, I want to go out there and do this. But you got to know that you're safe for you. You got to know that you're safe for you. You're not trying to impress them. You're say for you. You want to do what's right. You dance to a big of beat. You dance to God's movement. The God anointing, you, ain't doing what the world do. You got to separate yourself. The Bible said, Come out from amongst them and be separated from God, and I will receive you unto myself. You have to come out of it. <clears throat> People get confused. So you're saying I can't be around my unsaved family? I ain't never said that. I got plenty of unsaved family. Tons. You want some? What I'm saying is the life you live. It should be a reflection of what you say. I get up here and I teach and I preach on Wednesdays and Sundays. How in the world am I going to go get on the dance floor with them or go get me a drink back, go by the bars and give me a scotch? Praise the Lord. Give me a scotch or a bourbon. I'm going to have me a good time tonight. And then somebody see me. Oh, most people knew. Most of the family already know I'm a pastor whether they like me or not, they already know that. So they see me, or smell some alcohol on my breath, they're going to tell me off. Oh, you call yourself safe! Those kind of mess it is all before, they're trashing you anyway, but now they're going to put you in check because they know how you're supposed to be living. They're going to put you in check because they know how you're supposed to be living. You ain't supposed to be living like them because when they get in trouble, they got to call you and your wife to pray for them. So you can't be drinking and doing what they're doing. That's how they are, you know. That's the funny thing about that. They all trash you about thinking you better than them. You're holier than them and all this other stuff, blah, blah, blah. But when they see you doing what you're dad doing, they're going to shine up trash you. How dare you? You tell us that we should supposed to live right, and you here drinking and carrying on. <clears throat> That's right. Temptation is dear. No, I wasn't tempted to drink last night. I was just tempted to drink ginger, uh, uh, Sprite soda, which my wife don't like me drinking soda, but I I sure snuck and drunk me some soda, bro. (laughs) I sure had me some Sprite, but my wife don't like me drinking soda. I sure made sure I got me some soda last night. All right, later. (laughs) All right, but seriously, I'm just giving you real scenarios about real life. I'm not a make-believe preacher. I'm the real deal. So I'm just telling you, about last night it was an opportunity to live like a devil. Ain't nobody got no heaven to hell to put me in. <laughs> but God do. How we live before people, and this is really important. No man is above temptation. But you got to practice what you preach to people. You got to first practice it and do it before you start telling people it. That's what messes up so many preachers. That's what destroyed so many ministries. These guys run around preaching about homosexuality here in America, and they're stoned homosexuals themselves. They're stoned adultery. And they're telling you, you can be an adulterer, you can't. They're just doing it for formality and going to be lost. You have to pray that you don't go into temptation. It's just a awesome. But I'm gonna tell you a secret. One of the ways not to go into temptation is following that scripture, pray that you don't enter not into temptation. You pray that God, is okay, here we go. Remember this verse. If I can get people to remember this verse and follow, they'd be all right. It says in all thy ways, acknowledge him and he'll direct our path. <clears throat> Listen to this. Here in America, a lot of people apply for credit cards, right? Okay. A lot of time, if people had prayed and let the Lord direct them, some of them would not have applied for a credit card. I've been in this situation myself. So, because they may get declined for it. And now that's a strike on their credit. See? If we had let the Lord lead us, we wouldn't apply for that credit card because another hit to be on our credit The last two years. That don't look good. Well, that's because we do what we want to do. We're tempted. Our offer coming to email, we're going to click the button and go. That's how people lose their credit card information and all that kind of stuff, too. Temptation. We're tempted to click. The word of God is never going to change. That's what I like about this. So look at that verse one more time. One more time. <clears throat> Watch, she ain't brightly, she temptation. The spirit is really, is truly ready. But the flesh is weak. The spirit is ready to do right. But then, oh, yummy flesh that we always, you know, them little things hurt. Uh, when you get a little splint in your hand or something, oh, it hurt. But if it's something big, you act and chop, and those, oh, it hurts. That's us. That's how we respond to things, that's how we act to things. Let's move on. Let's go to uh, first Timothy chapter six. First Timothy chapter six, verse nine. First Timothy chapter six, verse nine. Now listen to this. But they that will be rich but they that will be rich fall into temptation and a snare and into many foolish hurtful lusts which drown men in destruction and prediction. I'll read it again. <clears throat> but they that will be rich fall into temptation and a snare and into many foolish hurtful lusts which drown men in destruction and prediction. Did you hear that? Now, I know people say that it's harder for a rich man to be saved than a needle in a haystack. Yeah, that's true. But the Bible said, with God, all things are possible. So if I became a millionaire tonight through stocks and securities or whatever, I can still be saved because I know who God is. I know he's the God that brought me. I know he's the God that's gonna keep me. And I know that as soon as I got stuff, I can lose it. The reason why rich saved people sometimes fall into hurtful lust is because they never stop. Oh, y'all ain't listening to me. They never stop trying to get more. What's the 50 cent, uh, uh, the rabbit here? Say with a get richer die trying, that's how they are trying to get more richer. Wealth, it's not a sin to be wealthy and rich, it's not a sin. It's how you got it, your wealth that can become sin, it's what you do with your wealth that becomes sin. You got the wealth of knowledge and use it to manipulate people, that's sin. But rich, the rich fall in all kind of lustful, a hurtful thing because they don't do the number one thing, acknowledge God in all their ways. See, because when you acknowledge God in all your weight, God's going to say, I don't want you to invest in that company. Now, you already heard people say, this company, you put $5,000 in it, and now uh, in another year or so, you're going to get about $25,000 of interest, or blah, 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 from it. And you're going to take that five or $10,000, you're going to invest it. I was reading one thing saying, if you are $25,000 now and you invest in this company in a few years, you'll make about three four dollars $400,000. Yeah, they got many uh, offers like that. But you got to acknowledge God and ask him to direct your steps, because you could also lose your money. That's why it says you fall into hurtful lust. You're lusting after more. Amen. You're never satisfied. There's nothing the wrong with earning more money, more stock, more securities, but it also makes a different if you let the Lord direct your path because when you die, you can't take it with you anyway. And then when the Lord comes, we don't know how the, the, the world system is going to operate. Not in truth. Not in a, a hundred percent sense. We go by some of the stuff that the scripture says, but none of us even know how it's going to work. You're going to have to take the mark of the beast. I mean, you really got to be honest and look at this thing as a whole. You got to honestly look at what the scripture says as a whole. Amen. Rich people fall in all kind of diverse lusts and confusion and all kind of madness and destruction and prediction because they don't acknowledge God and they do it. They think they know it all. They think they know everything so nobody can not tell them nothing. <laughs> I know a lot of stuff. But I want to tell you a little secret about me. I often play dumb. I often play dumb because if I let everybody know I know a lot of stuff about certain things, they're going to start pestering me about it. I don't want them to know I know nothing, so I play dumb. I don't want the aggravation. I don't want the aggravation of being honest. Sometimes I don't talk play dumb. But Pastor, what you know what you do my that? What? My what? Oh, tell me what you know. I don't need I don't want to tell them nothing. I want them to tell me something. And man, they'll be jumping up and down like they know so much. They'll be jumping up and down all excited that they know so much. I'll be playing dumb. I've done it many times. I've seen other people, smart people do it. They don't want to wear themselves out with that. Then there's the people jump up and down, talking all kind of crazy stuff. They have a saying about foolish people. There's a the scripture about talking about a fool. So I was in one of the a, a, a chat rooms that I deal with. Uh, excuse me, on Facebook, one of the groups I'm in, and the guy talked about fools, right? So I said, i tell you what. If you tell a foolish person something stupid and foolish, that foolish person, that fool, is going to be so excited and calling you smart. They're going to say, you're so smart. Now, you done told them something you know for sure is stupid and dumb, but that fool, that don't know no better, is going to tell you, boy, you must be really smart. You told me some good stuff. Because they're a fool and foolish person. They don't know what's real. They don't know no smart stuff. Temptation. We all face it. We all will face it. I don't care if you're 99, as long as you live on a thought, you're going to face some type of temptation. Moses faced it, Abraham faced it, everybody faced temptation, the Lord Jesus Christ, everybody that lives on this earth is going to. I don't know nobody that's not going to be tempted. Do not live in a world of deception that you won't be tempted. You're not about temptation. It's what you do when you are tempted that makes the difference. That's what I'm trying to get people to understand. What you do is what makes the difference. Let's move on. Let's go to First Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 13. We're just about finished. All right, now listen to this. First Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13 says, There have no temptation taken you for such as come to man. God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able, but will, but will, with the temptation also make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. Let me read it again. <clears throat> there have it no temptation taken you, but such as come into man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able. But will with the temptation also make a way of escape that you be able to bear it? Did you hear that? There's no temptation that's taking you that's Such common to man, but God is faithful. Listen to that. God is faithful. Faithful will not suffer you to be tempted above that which you are able to be tempted. I like that. What is he saying? God is not gonna be, a- God is not gonna allow you to be able to be tempted above that what you're capable of arising above. God is not gonna allow you to be tempted above that what you're able to go through. What I like about the last part, let's go to the next part. <clears throat> But will with the temptation also make what? A way of escape. God will make a way of escape through the temptation. He'll bring you through. You have to want to go through. You have to want to come through the temptation, beloved. You got to want to come through the temptation. You have to want to. He will make a way of escape for you that you're able to bear the temptation. Let's move on. Let's go to James 1 and 2. we just about finished. <clears throat> Excuse me, James 1 and 12. James 1 and 12. Look at that verse. It says, Blessed is the man that endures temptation, for when he is tried, he shall receive a crown of life with the Lord, having promised them that love him. Let's read it again. Blessed is the man that endureth, endureth temptation, but when he is tried, he shall receive a crown of life, which the Lord promised them that love him. You've got to go through your trials, beloved. You've got to go through your test. Amen. You have to go through the test that you're required to go through. I'm going to say it again. You have to go through the test that you're supposed to go through. You have to go through the temptation that you're tempted with and come out and spill gold and receive your crown. As long as you live on this earth, you're going to go through. As long as you live on this earth, you're going to go through. As long as you live on this earth, you're going to go through temptation. You're not a bummer, but you're going to go through it. You're going to come out victorious if you lean on God. If you are neither of the Lord nor your ways, he will direct your path. If you don't acknowledge him in all your ways, he can't direct you in the first place. God wants to give us a crown of life, but we have to follow what the scripture says. Your message today was about temptation. Letting you know that you will be tempted to do wrong, go back. Go back into the world. Go back to your ways. But I'm going to tell you something. I'm tempted to go back too, just like you are. But I'm not going back to nothing. The world has nothing to offer me. I want eternal redemption. I want eternal life. I want that scripture fulfilled in every day of my life. Eyes have not seen. Ears have not heard. Neither have it entered the hearts of men the things that God has prepared for them to love him. The thing is, do you really love God? Not to try and impress nobody, but do you really love God? Amen. I mean, I, I'll go through my temptation. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I'll go through. Painful or not, i go through. I want to turn away for me. I ain't think about nobody else. Because I can't live for nobody else. I can't live for my wife. I can't live for my family. They have to make up their mind to serve God, too, and go through temptation just like I do, and you do. Temptation is there. It'll always be there. No temptation is greater than God. Ability to bring you through successfully. None. I don't care what nobody tell you. God can bring you through if you trust him. Today, if there's anybody that don't know the Lord as your personal savior, you can give your life to the Lord and ask God to Keep you through temptation and let you come out victoriously on a daily basis. Bow your head with me and let's pray. Sin is prayer, repentance prayer. And ask God for his mercy and his grace on our lives. All right, repeat after me Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. I ask you to come into my heart to be my Lord and my personal Savior. Save me right now sanctify through me through your word. Give me strength to go through the temptation I have to go through, but bring me out according to your word successfully that I will receive a crown of life in the, in the due time. I thank you for coming into my life. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for dying on the cross for me and rising on the third day. I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Now listen, God wants us to be faithful to him and go through the temptation and come out successfully. Not running off the road, not being discouraged, but you can make it. You can make it in God because God is able to keep you if you want him to. If you don't want him to, he's not going to keep you. He's not going to twist your arm, but you can overcome all your temptation. You can come over all your trials. You can come all over your troubles. In Jesus name. That's it, beloved. I'll see you on Wednesday night at 815 by the grace of the Lord for Bible study. Enjoy the Lord and be faithful to us.